Welcome back to Last Night Recap, the show that takes Apple EDU chat and summarises it in a serious but not way. I'm your host, Martin Coots, and I'm joined as always. Let's go to Mr. Johan Anderson. Hey, Johan. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How busy are you, my friend? Oh, too busy, sadly. Uh, but it's going forward. Um, yeah. Normally, I don't know, between 8 and 8. That's normally when I work at the moment, okay. <laughs> which, is, which is crazy, you know, yeah. it's like, uh, and it's not, it's not a problem, uh, you know, I'm feeling sorry for myself, of course, because you have to. <laughs> uh, but, Someone has to. Yeah, exactly, because no one else cares. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just that it's like instant. Uh, that's the problem. It's no micro pauses or anything, you know, so uh, normally you can have that. But uh, it's been crazy. Um, but that's how it is, I guess, for all of us in, in some shape or form. So how are you doing, Martin? Yeah, I'm good. I haven't had a, a great start to the week. Pain has not been my friend. Oh. Um, just I've been on heavy painkillers, which means I've been sort of no use to man or beast. Over the past week or so, I've just been kind of sitting in the... sitting feeling sorry for myself as well so um <laughs> yeah, yeah we're a bunch of people that just feel sorry for pretty, us. <laughs> pretty much pretty yeah much. so it means my uh it means my my kind of productivity is taking a bit of a nosedive but um i slept i've been sleeping better the past couple of nights which has meant that i've had a bit more energy and ability to approach things a bit more a couple of uh, a couple of things kind of going in the right direction, which is which is good. It means uh, means I'll I'll start to feel a bit more positive. It's it's not been great for the the kids. They've kind of been the it's been taking its toll on them in terms of seeing their friends and being a part of of their sort of whole school community. We just got the announcement this morning or this afternoon, mm. sorry, that Scottish schools will not fully return until august 11th and even then it might be under a phased uh a phased sort of schooling where it would be um we don't know what that would be whether it would be early years in the morning older pupils in the afternoon no idea um plans are afoot for getting children back but not nothing until mm. august mm. i hope you feel better soon uh, my friend do you know it's just it's it's just the circumstance it's the fact that i'm kind of stuck at home my mobility isn't mm. great and i think it's just the we had sort of you know typical scottish weather at the start of the week it was very damp and that doesn't help you know if anyone listens to this who has arthritis they know exactly what it's like but the minute damp weather kind of kicks in it goes straight for those areas in your body that kind of feels the effects of it um yeah and that's that's just kind of that's just kind of taking its toll this week mm. but yeah i mean that's that's you know if that's the only hardship that i have to face when people are losing jobs and things of that nature then you know i'll count myself lucky in that regard um but yeah i mean it's it's good that you're it's not good that you're keeping as busy as you're keeping but it's good that you're keeping out of trouble i think is just the, the direction that i'm wanting yeah. to go with that one <laughs> you know the busier you are yeah. the 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 you know the less chance you're up to mischief yeah definitely someone I, who's I have my ice cream well that's it you've had your ice cream and someone who is always up to mischief is Mr. ice Matthew crime Bullen. well that's it yes this is it, Kurt. Ice crime. but 
you know, you're the good one of the group. The other bad boy is uh, Mr. Pullen. Hey, Matt. Rude. <laughs> Truth hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Truth is never me. <laughs> How are you, buddy? I was fine until about 20 seconds ago. <laughs> I was really, really positive. <laughs> well, it's just I figured you'd be feeling good, so we had to bring you back then. <laughs> yeah, because the start of this podcast is really, you know, <laughs> really, really, really light-hearted, really entertaining. Yeah. light-hearted and fun to listen to. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm good. Yes, thank you, Martin. Um, you know, keeping busy, but... Um, enjoying again just a bit of family time bit of creative time um thankfully got all my marking finished for uni which is which is good because that's just not a fun experience marking anything but um (laughs) but now now i'm looking looking towards how i want to teach next year what i want to teach next year so can be creative again which is good you were saying yeah you were saying uh in a in a uh, another chat that we'd in that uni is talking about not going back until January 2020. Is that right? Could uh, well not back in 2020 because that's called time travel, Martin. And, and as creative 2021. As I am. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. Well, we're planning. We're planning for every eventuality. Just had um, to get me back there. No. <laughs> we 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 have to we have to come up with a set of of plans for like worst case scenario right. and i think worst case scenario is 2021 start back um our biggest issue as, as i think we were chatting somewhere else is because our students are trainee teachers and placement you know them actually going into schools is part of the course mm-hmm. whereas other universities might be able to move things online because it's theoretical um and an application in that way ours is physical placement you, know, you, you have to be in a class to teach people to learn the craft of teaching people yeah and, um in the current climate we don't know anything other than it doesn't look like um schools w- would be particularly happy to have another person from outside coming in in september when they're probably just going to get be getting their heads around it themselves so we, we're just looking at every opportunity and, and every eventuality to think well how do we restructure the course so that our final year students don't miss out on anything um, including um, which is quite interesting the option of doing remote teaching as part of their degree. I was going exactly. to, I That's was going to say, yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, same I mean, here. If, if the school yeah, with, stays at home. Yeah. So we are doing it anyway. Um, it's, yeah. it's part of my, my planning now is to get them to learn about remote teaching. Yeah. But the, the option that's potentially on the table is could remote teaching be part of their actual accreditation? So the amount of hours they have to spend in the classroom teaching we could actually use remote teaching to go towards that so that they're not penalized mm-hmm. and they actually get to model what remote teaching could look like and try out different approaches, you know. Uh, and I think actually as a body of evidence, having a, a cohort of students trying out different remote teaching models, I think that's going to really help I think the, so. the general population of teachers right now. So That's quite interesting because that's, that's going to tie into our, our, the, uh, the essential question I was thinking of for this week. Um, yeah. Just, you know... That's a very sort of great approach to take because chances are remote learning is going to be here to stay for yeah. the the foreseeable future in some form. Even if children go back to school partially, remote learning is still going to have to be something that they are doing maybe yeah. 50%, you know, 40% of the time. You don't know. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 now becoming 
uh, it's now becoming a part of everyday teaching practice. So, you know, institutions like yours who are responsible for shaping the, the, the face of new teachers coming out, that's, that's, a, that's an interesting approach to take. Yeah, it's just it's good being part of an innovative team that are happy to to try new things. Yeah. You know, we've we've always used well, we've always since I've been there, I've really pushed obviously the digital learning and teaching kind of approach yeah. so that students understand why. And I think this just kind of takes it that next step further. Yes, we we hope that remote teaching isn't here in its current format for too long, but exactly as you said, you know, it doesn't hurt to explore what remote teaching could look like. Because there are always opportunities for children to learn away from away from school, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's that's that's, that's uh, really good to hear. We'll hear. A, we'll hopefully get you to elaborate a wee bit more just in a little bit. But someone who we often like to know where he is for the foreseeable future, depending where he goes. See that segue, Kurt? Uh-huh. See how I did that? I'm learning from you, my friend. <laughs> uh, we know where you are, but we want to know how you are. How are you, Mr. Klein? I'm I'm feeling productive these. Hey. So um, I'm I'm just like Matt, um, working on some creative project, things that have been laying around for a long time and um, can get my attention now. And and, and um, luckily they're they're helping me um, develop my skills. So yeah, that that's good. Um, it's it's been a struggle, but then when you get over that struggle of learning something and you have that aha moment, that's always that's a nice uh, good thing where you can like uh, pat yourself on the back. Yeah, and I think with it being sort of mental mental health awareness week, I think you know it's always a good idea to make sure that you're kind of doing those strategies that can help you feel that little bit more positive and that little bit more productive. What are mm-hmm. some of the what are some of the the things that you've been doing to to get yourself? back to feeling like your old self like that productive creative cart that we all know and love um well actually taking a break on the productivity um because i felt like i was pushing 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 um and and getting stuff out um and then i said okay i need to fill the tank again so i started signing up for some master classes some skill scare uh skill share classes um anything i could could learn that um like uh, enhance me and, and push me forward new things where I could start out as a beginner and, and feel what that, what that is. Um, so that's one that thing. That being me. a learner again. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, community, we have a, a Wednesday book club, um, which is, is wonderful um, seeing those people. And, and every week we read a chapter of a book and, and we talk about it um, and and what started out as half an hour is now sometimes an hour or an hour and a half because there's so much other things that we talk about too and it, it's it's just good to have that um, bunch of friends and then uh, trivia night is happening over here every uh, other week on on Thursday mm-hmm. so there's things to look forward to and that's been um, a discussion that I had with my parents and and uh, with my wife um, there wasn't a lot of things to look forward to and now slowly there are things coming back to look forward to and, and give you that hope and, and hope that better routine, isn't it? Yeah. It helps you. It helps you. And I'm, I'm it's yeah. silly things uh, like Disney announcing that Hamilton's going to be out on Disney plus on July 3rd. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like a, yes, I like, I want to see that. Um, even if it's from my, my own living room, um, I, I just, that's a, a milestone, something to look forward to. Um, 
more than actually a July 4th celebration because um, that comes with more fear of, uh-oh, what's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah, I think the thing that got me excited about the uh, the, the Disney announcements is that they're going to uh, fix The Simpsons and put it back, the earlier seasons back from that 16-by-9 sort of letterbox cutoff that they yeah. did where you miss some of the screen. They're actually going to put it back to the 4 by 3 and fix the aspect ratio so you get everything in, which it sounds really daft, but it's it, it's something like that that makes you excited. I mean, the last last dance has been something that I know yes. we, we've all had an interest in, you know, whether you've been a, a basketball fan or not. You know, that's that's been something that that we've been doing as well as a as a as a family you know we've been the the kids always knew that i was a a, a basketball and specifically a bulls fan but they never realized what those games were mm-hmm. like and especially there was one uh, really sort of interesting thing that uh, the nbc news reporter I forgot her name uh, was saying on the final episode all about jordan and the fact that jordan built his brand and built his uh, built the awareness of him in a time where social media didn't yeah. play a role at all. He built a goal, a global brand without yeah. the the use of a Twitter or an Instagram or a Facebook. You know, he he truly was the global face of basketball when yeah. you know TV and uh, radio and all that type of thing were the only medium that you had to get out there. Yeah, my big takeaway so, from it in the last episode was um, he says something where he, he's always in the present. And, and looking at this week of like mental uh, health um, and don't worry about the shot you haven't thrown yet. Yeah. So that's my like, hey, Matt, if you haven't made any jingle yet, don't worry about it yet. Um, jingles are <laughs> up in like 20 minutes. <laughs> See that yeah, segue yeah. there? Yeah. Look at that segue. Just give that a little was... up, so like, Honestly, always I, take I, care I think this is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a show of segues. And on oh. that note, could you let everybody know what's com- coming up in this show? Yes, um, it was a lot about assessment. Um, and um, at, at the EMEA, um, you did, but I feel like in a way you did because it was student voice during remote learning hosted by Chris Galley and yeah. Lee Blowers. Um, the Americas talked about assessment from a distance with Holly Mercher and uh, Brian Tim. And in Asia Pacific, uh, the chat was rethinking assessment, and that was hosted by Jim Toscano and uh, Yunichi Nakamura. So that's coming up. I don't know what uh, essential question you distilled from that, Martin, but I'm uh, looking forward to it. Well, yeah, well, let's find out the essential question just after this. Okay, you've heard the jingle, you've heard the beat. The essential question is on the street. Guys, I was having a... I've been playing a lot of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, so I've got, like, 90s really bad hip-hop in in the back of my mind just now. Um, Yeah, that was I do apologise. Hey, look at this. Yeah, Martin, I I wonder who you are, actually. You know, you love hip-hop and basketball and all that. My... Um, are you sure yeah, you're but Jennifer, <laughs> Yeah, but Jennifer turns around to me and she just she just goes, Oh, you're so white. You're just like, you're like you know it's like, You have to take like the Mercedes the, the white star off your in. neck, Martin, now. Yeah, that's it. You know. And stop wearing a D. What's up, homies? Let's go with the let's let's uh talk on down with the bro you know, it's just yeah, I I cannot riff or do any of that type of thing. That was yeah. 
don't actually know. Anyway, as I was looking at those chats back on task, as I was looking at those chats, um, I was kind of considering some of the things that we're going through. And Matt just brought it up quite nicely there about the changes that we are going to be facing in terms of remote learning and how remote learning is actually maybe going to be become the, the norm. It's not maybe going to replace face-to-face teaching, but it will certainly play a role for the foreseeable future. And especially with all the conversations around assessment, certainly in the UK and Ireland, the end-of-year assessments have been cancelled or postponed or or made later. Kurt, I'm not sure about um, America uh, with all the SATs and things like that. Have they been affected? Um, That depends state to state. Uh... So okay. uh, I, uh, last thing I know from like close by was um, for assessment, uh, it's going to be assessed on the remote learning and the uh, rest of the grades was what, what you did physically in the classroom. Um, I haven't heard anything about okay. taking a state test. So um, I think that's the good thing is that we might see that state testing might not be the solution um, or yeah. has to be in a different kind of form. So we'll see. Yes, and we'll see. Yeah, I think. Um, Johan, what about um, what about with you guys? Has there been any talk about end of year assessments? Are they going ahead? Are they still? We don't have them. Are they still being discussed? You don't no, have them. No, so, so there uh, you but go. Uh, the school year is prolonged because um, what okay. happens in Sweden is quite different from the traditional world where you live. <laughs> um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, we don't have end of year tests like that. We have a national test. But it's just to see right. where Sweden is uh, as a nation. Uh, as a nation, uh, so it's just the teacher's grade that actually uh, is what you get, uh, more or less. Okay. So we look into the whole body of work, and we don't care about the, you know, the. Written. It sounds like you guys. Yeah, it sounds like you guys could actually become a model for the the way the other countries might approach we never this. had it so um uh, yeah. a long time ago but we're talking like 50 years ago yeah yeah, uh, yeah. but the school years of, is of course uh, prolonged and we got summer school because I, I feel sad for all these people that have the last year me or between different stages and they need a grade to really uh you know make it in life or <laughs> it it feels like they yeah for them I guess it's like that. That's been the biggest yeah. impact. So the essential question that I was I was going to have as approach, and we've kind of started this discussion, is all about assessment strategies and how will assessment strategies change if remote learning continues to be the norm? I thought that might be a, a, an interesting approach to take. I certainly know we all have our unique viewpoints on end-of-year assessments. You know, obviously, Johan's just given us his, but we know that, we don't always think it's a good gauge. So I thought that could be a good approach that we could take all around assessment strategies and sort of gauging, uh, you know, success, if you like. How good. does that sound? Sounds, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I yeah. like it. I think I think for me, Mark, I'm going to jump. Yeah, jump go straight, straight into it, Matt. Go. I just, um, what, well, two things really. One, it, it probably comes at a really good time for us in Wales because we, we're going through a whole curriculum review at the moment. We've got a new curriculum, which is, which is launching soon and the assessment arm of that hasn't been thought through yet or released yet. So I think actually it could hit quite nicely that um, that might be on people's agenda now to think about assessment and, and and the out, the outcome of of what's happening at the moment is we're going to have like um, 
a generation of kids who didn't have an assessment in the in the traditional way. And I would just hope that people, I was, I was talking to some other ADs about this last night, I would just hope that some people are actually going to look at that as a, as a longitudinal study to, to see like what impact has it had on those kids not doing a sat down written exam mm-hmm. because, and I know like that doesn't happen very often in education, right? People don't usually wait lengths of time to find out if there's been an impact or something. We change things like every, every two seconds, but I think that, that potentially you're going to have a lot of students that, um, probably going to do better as a result of this and and there's a missed opportunity if you don't look into what the alternative could be Mm -hmm. and and we talked about my students before i think a couple of episodes ago we were talking about the fact that we've we obviously aren't having an end of year exam and and now we've set a precedent for not having an end of year exam it now means it's easier to move away from ever having that again currently this year it stayed as still an essay which I still I still have my mm. issues with, right? I, as people are going into the teaching workforce, and the the test, their final test they'll ever have of a teaching degree is to sit and write a two thousand word essay about yeah. behavioural theorists or whatever. I just don't I don't see where that fits in. Whereas if their final ever thing they did was, um, you know, create a, a really good lesson that lasts for fifteen minutes that would be perfect for an interview that engages um differentiation and all if that was what we assessed them on they have a tool to then say and i've got i'm going for an interview and i'm going to use everything that i've just learned from that final assessment to get me a job right rather than i'm going to do this 2000 word essay and i'm never going to look at it again in my life like what one of them leads to something with an output the other one leads to you know a piece of paper with yeah or just uh, just a an idea for a lesson or, or a lesson series or whatever. Yeah, it could, it could be know? anything, right? It could be a resource. It, it could be, it could be something which is going to be actually used in the profession. And I know traditionally everyone says, Oh, you know, we, we do exams because we've got to check their knowledge and understanding and all of that. Just think, no, do we, <laughs> do we need to, um, you know, it, it's like it's yeah. this hangover of the past. And I think I was talking to my wife about this last night. Traditions yeah. are out the window now, right? Like traditional approaches to pretty much everything are out the window. The traditional way you did your shopping is gone. So the traditional way that, um, you know, you, the deliveries happen to your front door are gone. So if we've now got rid of tradition as this kind of binding thing, what traditions are worth keeping and worth reinstating after this because they actually had a purpose? And what traditions just need to be consigned to the history lessons um, and we can change things and be more productive. I'm a bit worried. That's, that's my view. Who do you think who's going to make those decisions? Yeah. Well, that's, that's, or, that's the concern. Will we who, make who any makes... decisions? That's my biggest concern. Oh, I think we'll make decisions. So, just no, to make I'm a saying... statement. <laughs> Some politicians will say very clear, um, this is yeah. what it's going to be without really consulting anyone, anyone who's in the field in the field yeah yeah i don't know yeah and that kind of links to to the emir chat right martin because we were talking about student voice and i think within that a lot of people were bringing up the idea of we can learn a lot now from the students what what worked for them and actually there's an opportunity to give them real voice now not not uh, as someone once coined to me, the Trojan voice, which is we're going to tell what to say, tell yeah. the students what we want them to say, and then they're yeah. going to say it back to us. But actually, say to the students, like what worked during this period, 
and what didn't work and what can we take forward into actual you know when when um not schools reopen because yeah. schools aren't actually when closed, the building reopens, when we're back yeah, in the building absolutely um what what can we take back that's going to be really useful and what have you learned through how we've assessed you in this distance model which has actually supported you because uh, i've i've had a lot of conversation with people about the the shy child who doesn't want to put their hand up to answer things but knows the answer every time now because they're not in that classroom environment they're they're virtually putting their hand up and giving their answers and you see a different child instantly because They've got that freedom. They've got that kind of comfort zone to say, I can talk now because I'm not going to be shouted down by my, my yeah, peers. Yeah, I think that's, you know, it's it's the thing about asking students what works is something that I don't know why we haven't. I don't know why it's not normal practice. We do that as teachers. We reflect upon our practice quite a lot by asking other teachers what do you think I did well in this lesson? We might have communities within the school. We'll have these, we, we call them TLCs, these teaching learning communities where we would have yeah. a group of teachers who would come round and observe a lesson. We would have lesson observations. And Matt, that's something that's quite, you know, that's quite commonplace in your role as a uni lecturer. You will go out and speak yeah. to your students and ask them what do they think worked in the lesson, what doesn't. And yet we, we don't yeah. often ask the students, the actual pupils, what do you think worked in that lesson? How would you change it? How would you bring it across? And I think, you know, I think distance learning, having that approach where you can actually speak to them and see what they like and what they don't like, it's it's going to be beneficial for everybody because you're approaching learning in a way that it has your pupil for 100% at the focus, not just, as you say, the Trojan horse. Uh, question that's that's been asked. Yeah. Johan, you had a couple of points to make. What were you What were you going to say? <clears throat> no, what I was uh, <laughs> just going to say is that I, I'm afraid that we won't have a real decision and a discussion, and people will just go back to how it was. And you, <clears throat> and then uh, Kurt said as well that a lot of politicians will really, you know, use this in that vacuum that comes afterwards. So I think his point is is very good as well. So it becomes more of a political uh, role, and I'm I'm afraid that we're going to go back just because, you know, people maybe haven't changed that much. I'm uh, I'm worried about you know traditional teachers or uh, educators that maybe don't use this opportunity to change too much. I'm thinking about, you know, the people where you have an online book and then they just go with the book and then yeah, the questions yeah. again. So how do you get the voices uh, of the students from those kind of situations? Um, yeah. Do you know, the, the thing that I think might, not so much peer pressure this time, but I think... Um, I think the approaches that other teachers are taking is going to become quite evident quite early on, um, especially not just from a classroom observation point of view, um, where we might come in and we'll see, you know, teacher in room A doing something different to teacher in room B, and teacher in room B is the one that's that's classed as the innovator because they're they're taking new approaches. Whereas I think what will happen now is, you know, schools might be looking at this more so from a holistic point of view 
um, you know, I, I don't know what you guys feel, but I sometimes think that schools, some schools who don't have a clear vision and don't have a clear idea of what they're trying to change or what they're trying to do and just kind of go with the flow, they're the ones that will have pockets of excellence that happens throughout, whereas other schools who take the approach where we are approaching this as a faculty, we are approaching this as a whole school, I think remote learning is going to really work best when it's led by schools who are doing it from this is the approach we are all taking. This is not going to change. This is not. We we really need to make sure that we are approaching online remote learning or distance learning in a consistent manner. Otherwise, we are going to find that kids in different classes are going to be at so many different stages, falling behind, not getting the right opportunities. All of those conversations are going to come up. I, I struggle always with the falling behind bit. Um, yeah. In a way that up until you're 18 it's looked at as something that's bad. Yeah. If you have to skip, you're not with your, um, your friends who are the same age range. And then you would, if you continue studying, um, you end up in college or university with people Mm -hmm. of all different ages. And all of a sudden it's as a student, it's almost a bragging right to say, Oh yeah. Um, I, I did this a year before and then I, I switched to, to teaching now. Um, and I'll see what I'll do. And, and it becomes this journey of how long can I stay in school before I have to go to work? And if you come out of school and you go to work, you're surrounded by people in all age uh, categories. So I, I struggle sometimes seeing the point of keeping them all in that same age group and the pressure that comes with not being with your friends. Um, so I, I, I don't know. Um, it limits it limits yeah. the diversity as well, doesn't it, Kurt? You know, we we learn. I mean, look at us. This is four people talking from four different countries, and and how much do we learn from each other all the time? We have different strengths, different areas that we want to improve, and and you just think that if all, let's say, eleven year olds are in the same class all the time, all eleven year olds have all kind of similar yeah. interests because of their age, but then you see them playing outside, and and all of a sudden you see them mix with different age groups and they come home with different thought processes and they have different role models because they want to look up to that kid who was, you know, playing basketball and because they're taller, they can do these different skills and I can't wait till I'm like that. And how much more do you develop? So I think you're right. When we, we see classes as being age dependent and then the fear that if you ever mix with anyone younger than you that's below you and you shouldn't mix with people that are above you because they know more than you it's i don't know what, what message do we send yeah sorry you're on there i go again yeah i, I wanted to bounce <laughs> yes. it to you um let me set it up for you because i wanted to know from <laughs> from you yeah in because I, I see in <laughs> sports and in arts we're not being put together by uh, age we're being put together by skills and if you're a really good dancer mm. um they're not going to keep you in your age group they're going to pair yeah. you up but probably physical wise if you're a, a 12 year old in four uh feet uh high then then it's that you have to find a partner who you can do certain dances with i don't, I don't know maybe you can say more about that no actually it's uh, all about the skill and neurology as well when you have very young kids of course so they can do different kind of things but if you're um, 
you know, we have a in pair dancing. Uh, there's a section when all the girls are taller than all the other boys. So either you have the same age, and they are taller than the boys, and that's not a problem. That doesn't affect uh, dancing. You just have to do other stuff. Um, but of course, it's by skill, and and I think that's important. I don't know how it is in your countries, but. In Sweden, uh, it's definitely the principle that decides if you're going to skip or you have to stay a year. And the parents can't say anything about it. Uh, so it's actually here, it's uh, up to the professionals. Um, I don't see a lot of people going further or being kept back. Mm-hmm. But uh, according to the law, it's, it's actually uh, the professionals that have to decide it. But it's still very traditional, uh, and I would love to really work with different kind of ages. Um, I had to go to, for example, uh, the teacher of my son and say, "Look, he's really under stimulated in in math," and she directly gave him like one and two years uh, uh, math uh, yeah, that was challenging, more challenging. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which is interesting. But I I totally agree with you guys. Uh, it never happens in 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 sports. I would say we start out with saying uh, all the boys playing football uh, born in the year two thousand eleven, mm-hmm. but very very quickly we see a diversion there. Do you say yeah. that? Not the diversion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 So that's no, my it's... opinion. Uh, it should be only by skill and. And that's Maturity, what I, I think I with say. assessment, yeah? Like, we're yeah. talking about assessment now and strategies. If we're still going to assess just on, did you write the correct answer on a piece of paper? Um, there's more now. It's, it's, are you showing up in your video conferencing? Are you, are you able to plan um, with a calendar? Um, are yeah. you yeah. collaborating on a team? So if we set up different tasks that now acquire you to work together from a distance those are things that need to be assessed because if you end up in a in a business that um works with teams then you have to learn how to collaborate and where are we teaching those skills by like one project work that we do and then that's it and kurt i think sort of adding to that if, if we look at what we were talking about before in terms of the new traditions companies are, are going to to see that actually working from home works right so mm-hmm. because they've had to to do it and they've now looked at the processes and they're probably looking now and saying actually do you know what working from home worked fine you know we've we've still caught up with people we've used video calls to check in with people that's going to yeah. save us money on office space i'm not saying no, it's, it's right or wrong it, I'm just it's saying things that are happening over here in the big cities the, the office spaces are being cancelled so yeah yeah. So, so if that's the case, the future, whether or not it's coronavirus uh, again or, or, or a future sort of pandemic in the same way, businesses are just going to say, look, bottom line is we don't need to spend to. that money anymore. So we're not going to. What we need is employees that can work from home, can be disciplined at working um, in their own environment, can exactly, as you said, manage their own time, check in with calendars, host web conferences, look professional. There's a whole yeah. world of other skills that are needed here. Um, and, and someone's got to teach those kids those things. And like you said, sitting them down for a two-hour so, exam yeah. to say, how it, do you work from home? 
isn't going to be that's so what you know they can regurgitate the oh well i would you know sit in my office at nine o'clock and i would make sure i wear a shirt on the top and shorts on the bottom or whatever no. it is it's not an essay is it it's a Do you know the thing i always find funny about these end of year assessments and i am totally on the, the same page i was kind of playing devil's advocate at the start there but the the you know, the, the yeah. thing that I always find amusing about end of year assessments is take a practical subject like computing science, where you would go into a written exam and it might only, you know, form a small part of your overall grade. But one of the questions in, in a written exam was write down the steps needed to successfully log into such and such a website. You know, it's like by writing down, by writing down the steps, have we actually proved proven that we are you know that, that we are capable of doing something and i think you know the application of of those skills is what we're always needing and you know i've kind of set you up there for the segue cart you know perfectly by oh no hang on i've got i've got to add mark before you segue i've got to add a, a, a thought yeah. when you're just talking about ict assessment that before i left secondary school teaching um to move into higher ed I was asked to teach ICT for for a, a, about six months or something, and it was during examination time. And I will always remember that um, they were making YouTube videos, yeah. or they had to make a video and then put it on YouTube. But the assessment, wait for it, the assessment of their YouTube video was <laughs> take a screenshot, print it out, and write <laughs> on the paper over the video or over the screenshot of the video <laughs> what the video was about. And then put it in a folder to be assessed. Yeah. I was like, "What?" So the ICT, the ICT grading no. doesn't even use ICT, <laughs> other than the printer. So, oh, it's yeah, bonkers. it's just it's bizarre, absolutely right? Bonkers. Speaking of bizarre, Sorry. I'm bonkers. I'm bonkers. <laughs> bonkers leads to beats. Beats leads to jingles, and those can be assessed. So I think that says it all, Matt. Are you ready for some assessment of your jingle we go. of this week? Oh, I like feel it. Feels very go. Uh, summery tomorrow and something like that. Oh, it's it's a it's a warm day outside i'm going with that you know summer ibiza tunes um if you are a, a, a promoter um, is that where you, you got that from ibiza ibiza. <laughs> i actually started moving directly. i felt i felt it it was mad. good it's I really good it. yeah, yeah it's, oh. there, there we go building a DJ jingle guys welcome <laughs> to um <laughs> Oh my god. god. <laughs> That's not my new name. Oh That's yeah, that is. Name, that there is. were too many too many pictures with that with one. Matt. Um stop it. Um last week last week's challenge um was a memoji based challenge. Um and again everyone has taken part, so thank you. I know everyone's busy at the moment, but everyone has taken part this week. Um and the challenge was or based on the my memoji laptop thing, which kind of blew up on, on Twitter. Don't say and that stuff. about laptops, um, Matt. I just kind of said it. <laughs> <sighs> 
Um, let's have a look at other things that you could do with your emojis to decorate them and, and personalise them. So, uh, Martin, I'm going to start with you. What was your? We'll we'll put all of these on Twitter. By the way, you can you can check the challenges with Matt um, hashtag and have a look at what people have created. But Martin, do you want to talk us through your? your yeah, I'll do the. Yeah, uh, I'll just do the last two that I put in. I'd obviously had a bit of a plane thrown a couple about, yeah. but the the first one <laughs> is using the the kind of hands the the which I think is going to be common. Um, the, the little hand holding stuff up. And the first one, I'm holding a, a roll of toilet paper. Yeah. Um, simply because the, yeah. the ludicrous nature of, you know, <laughs> buying 18,000 toilet rolls when lockdown was starting. And the second one, I kind of did a combination yeah. where I took the hand, the sad face um, emoji, and a battery, a low battery icon that I created uh, in Keynote. Yeah. And it's just kind of, you know, something that we're all feeling just now, which is, battery green i think more than anything else yeah yeah no really nice and and what i like about that is is like you said the the hand out like that you can put anything in the hand and i think you know we there is a bit of a running theme with these but what's nice is people have come up with different ones so i'll, I'll jump mm-hmm. to um to you kurt because obviously on the same yeah so thing, i, do you want I to talk took that yours? hand emoji and then i wanted to do a memoji in a memoji um and one of the things that what would be happening over here right now is baseball season and at baseball and other sports, there's uh, these bobble hats. Um, so I used a regular uh, Memoji and then um, created two slides, exported that as an animated GIF. So I would have a bobble hat of a Memoji holding a Memoji bobble hat. Yeah, it's it's really cool. If you yeah, again check out check out Twitter to have a look at that. It's um, it is a fun little fun little activity. Um, Johan, let's let's go to yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah so I took just the head of my emoji um, where I blink and stick my tongue out <laughs> or something like that. But it's uh, on top of a just dance um, yeah. body. That's one. Oh, I the... thought you were holding a really big ice cream. Yeah. No. <laughs> So it's one of the you know the, the headlights of Just Dance, uh, the the game. Anyways, yeah. The same exactly. Way should have been too, so. Too what did you do, DJ Jiggle? <laughs> Extra points. <laughs> yeah, I'm quiet because I'm in keynote. So I, I I I did a couple. Um, I I copied the same sort of the, the handout aside and put a birthday cake on it. Um, it was uh, someone we know's birthday earlier in the week, and I was just playing around with the idea. So just using keynote shapes, put a birthday cake in the hand, say happy birthday. And then the other one I did was um, because my students would have had their graduation ball uh, tomorrow, um, and they're obviously missing out on that. And they, they're, at the moment, there are no plans for them to have a graduation ceremony. Um, so I was just, again, playing around with keynote shapes and just um, put a mortarboard on top of my emoji character as a little uh, mime emoji graduation image nice. nice that was a bit of fun that was it nice and simple just a little bit of fun um thanks everyone for taking part uh, do check them out on twitter we'll, we'll put them out on our uh, at last recap and then this week's challenge um comes it's pretty fresh this one um just before we started recording i was i was just searching around for things ideas to have a play around with and the today at apple at home sessions um there's a, a few more that have been added to it and me and max were playing around with the infinite loop with clips so my challenge to you three this week is what what fun activity can you create 
just using the infinite loop. And if you're not sure what that is, um, I'm going to do a bit of plugging here for the Today Apple stuff. Go to the Today Apple at home. Um, and there is a fantastic video on there which talks through how to do this. It's a really, really simple um, transition thing. Uh, have a play. See what you come up with. You guys are, are really talented. I'm sure you'll come up with something fun. I've no doubt that <laughs> Johan's has something what? to do with ice cream when I see it. Excellent. <laughs> Brilliant. Cool. So there we go. So Great yeah, stuff. Thanks, thanks Matt. Yes, the Memoji stuff is always fun. Certainly the... The new updates, the new options, adding a little bit of a spin to it is 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 always good. Someone, I'm going to do a segue, and because you've been sort of spinning the decks with your garage band, I'm going to uh, spin it round to Mr. Kleinen because we almost forgot about this last week. But Kurt, you actually have your Kurt trivia uh, section as well, so um, I'm just going to put it out there. I've got no idea what this thing is. It is just confusing me more than anything else. You didn't find it? I'm, no. I'm... <laughs> Is it like a um, like a like one of these wee pullback cars that you let go and it's the wheels going round? No, no, no. Uh, it's something with steam. But it's definitely. Is it something with steam? It, it's not steam, but you both of you are getting closer. Oh, uh, when you let the air out of a balloon. No, no. Now cushion? you're really, really close. Eh. It's not. Is it a whippy cushion? No, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a really tight squeeze. Oh, <laughs> Kurt to go. <laughs> Shall I just say it? Yeah, yeah, just go for it. It's one of those soda stream machines, yeah. and it's letting air in a bottle <gasps> to make bubble water. Ah, I've got one of those. <laughs> but ah. it seems to be like a so you're really close today. <laughs> in yeah. Yes, so it's yeah. if I pull the lever down and I let it run for a little bit, then it yeah. fills the tank up, and then uh, the, okay, the okay. high pitch lets you know that, um, like the, the bottle's pressure. full if you keep going. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, because so, mine doesn't do that high pitch thingy, so that's why. Yeah, mm. you're not holding so, it long enough. No, exactly. That's <laughs> that's what you've been listening to. <laughs> oh, brilliant! <laughs> nice. So I'll, I'll try to find something uh, something else in the in the house um, for next week. Cool. And you had a riddle as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the riddle was last week, I am on the ship that was sunk by mutineers. HMS Bounty. Yeah, exactly. That's the one. Yeah. This week, I think it will be an easier one even. I am in the capital of the Aztec Empire. Okay. Nice. So and if you could the... give me the, the Aztec name and the current name. Ooh. Okay, that's that's kind of taking it up to a new a new level there. That is, you'll, you'll find it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. I, 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 well, I wasn't saying that. I wasn't saying that I would struggle. The only thing I struggle with is audio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I got everything. Out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, they're great. We'll uh, put those out with the last recap. Um, the capital of the Aztec Empire, and you don't have a new sound this week. If we, if we. That was the, this do? was the final one. So I okay. gave you the final version. What you just heard was the final version. And, and now you know what it is. So next week, it'll be a new mystery sound. Excellent. So we've got to the bottom of the mystery sound. Someone who always gives us a bit of mystery when it comes to ice cream because we don't know his favorite flavor. Well, 
we maybe do, but it changes week to week, is Mr. <laughs> Johan Anderson. So, Johan, over to you to start to close this show out. Oh, thank you. Um, today, I just want to, you know, get you an insight of, of my more emotional life. And, you know, I'm going to play you one really <laughs> good song and one horrible song. So I'm going to, I'll, I think I'm going to start with a not so good song. It's not anything wrong with the song. It's more the lyrics. See if you can hear the lyrics. And maybe you can guess who's uh, uh, singing as well. Your love is better than ice cream. Of course, nothing can be better than ice cream. So that's why this is a horrible, horrible, horrible song. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, good. Brilliant. And now we're going to go for a really good song. Hopefully, if it starts. course ice cream i want to put it on that, my tongue it wow. can't get any better than that, that. sam so you know when you say you're busy all week yeah. is it he's just listening to me he's basis. just listening to me yeah it's mika that, it's mika yeah. that's what he did that's his ringtone. He plays that like an exactly. engine theme when he walks into a room. <laughs> I mean, so now you know what what defines a good song and a bad song in my life. So it's like it's happy Johan. Yeah, sad definitely. Johan. <laughs> happy ice cream, yeah. sad ice cream. That's how it is. Hey, talking about talking about nineties basketball um, and ice cream. Have you seen that Nike and Ben and Jerry's collaborated together? to make a Nike Ben & Jerry sneaker. Ooh. And the way you get it, it's in a, uh, not in a shoebox, <laughs> but in one of those ice cream containers of Ben & Jerry's. That's where your sneakers oh. are in. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> See? It... Yeah, Whoa. definitely. Yeah, it's going Show in. notes. That's going to be in the show notes. <laughs> 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 I'm just searching out now. So, uh, guys, um, what do you... Oh, that is nice. Did you? F- <laughs> yeah, it's no, horrible. No, yeah. Yeah. I mean, rubbish <laughs> radio, right? Or rubbish we're, we're busy looking at Busy looking at As we segue to uh, the end yeah. of the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. While these guys drool either on ice creams or sneakers. <laughs> Let's hear what's coming up for next week. Yeah, Kurt, thank you. I, I, I know my hosting has been crap, but uh, Kurt. Why don't you tell us what's coming up on next week's show? <laughs> <laughs> or chat, it's like or he has to tell you to tell him to tell. <laughs> yeah, I know, Kurt. You've told me to tell me. To just do it. It's like a Monty Python sketch. See? Ah, did you not see what I did there? Creativity with Clips at Home, hosted by Mr. Matt Pullen and Matt Warren. And an extended mm-hmm. uh, extend learning into the summer by April Ricard and Mia Morrison. That's coming up on May 26th. 
in uh, both EMEA and the Americas. Excellent. And it looks like the Americas are going to be rounding out their chats for this year uh, with that uh, extended learning into summer. Um, so we might only be chatting about the EMEA chats for the next few weeks um, as things start to wind down. But I'm sure, as always, we'll be able to bring, you know, something to the table where we can mix it up a little bit. I remember the uh, a couple of years ago, Kurt, you did the whole WWDC and yeah. you had a topic that you would speak about. I think that may be a good segment to start to bring back. Good. Something like that. Anyway, thank you for reminding me to remind you to remind me to wind up the show. I appreciate that as always. And now someone who doesn't need reminding about anything except his homework, Mr. <laughs> Anderson, why don't you, why don't you <laughs> wind this show uh, Okay, so you can find us on Twitter. <laughs> so Martin, please, where do we find you on Twitter? Yeah, you find me at mcoots81, C-O-U-T-P-S. I am at DJ Jingle. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt? No, I am at Matt Mine is still M-E-E-S-T-E-R-K-U-R-T. And I am at Anderson underscore E-D-U. And I just want to say thank you for downloading this podcast. If you like the show, please and rate and review us. Listeners, comments and ratings keep us high in the rankings so that new listeners can find us. Be sure to find us at Last Recap on Twitter for more news and podcasts. Over to you, Martin. Thank you very much, Johan, and thank you to all three of you for what has been an absolutely um, hilarious and fun-filled show. I really liked the discussion we had. I think we all contributed well. It was, it was certainly one of the most comprehensive discussions we've had. Hopefully you listening felt the same, and as always, any feedback, comments, or any general pats on the back or room for improvement and, that you want to give us, and, please and let send us me know. Ice cream. Uh, yeah, now do you want virtual or in the post? Okay. Um, Matt is also taking <laughs> bookings for weddings, birthdays, and bar mitzvahs. DJ Jingle and the Jump Clips, I think, is the official name of the band. Kurt is, of course, just doing <laughs> what he always does, um, sort of putting out the Joy of PL stuff. I've noticed you shared the accessible school book uh, yeah, again just recently. Uh, That's a brilliant update. read. So, I mean, uh, it's, it's going to be ready for an iPad uh, OS. Kurt, I guess if uh, someone has a quiz night, you would be excellent to run the quiz. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that kind of went in a strange direction yeah there, because Johan. he's always asking us questions I didn't know that, that. Yeah. That's very true. come on for the yeah. segue come on. Being like an ah, MC. Yeah. I'll be the MC to DJ Jingle that's it well there we go you can, you can I uh, think we might people have bring already that. stopped listening right now <laughs> if you are still listening thank you very much for taking the time to join us we will hopefully see you all next week Mr Anderson hey, no. goodbye <laughs> Mr. Kurt. Tot ziens. Matt. And it's a goodbye from me. Take care, guys.